Hey guys and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. Now there are a lot of you that have maybe perhaps already competed this season. Uh, maybe you're listening to this um, you know, months, months, years down the line um, and maybe you are thinking about competing in your upcoming season um, but I think this today's topic really does um, apply very well to most competitors these days um, because the majority of competitors will tend to now do more than one show. In fact, um, you know, I, I often recommend um, competing in multiple shows, different federations, different judges, different looks. But I guess one thing we kind of need to, to have a discussion about is just kind of like how to know when to end how to know when to end your season. You know, years ago, like when I first got into the competing scene, it wasn't very common. I mean, I suppose it was starting to become common, but a lot of people, you just did one show and you stuck one federation and that was kind of it. And then as the year sort of progressed on, um, it then became, well, obviously, the, the amount of federations increased and then it kind of became a lot more common to, to do a few because... There'd be some federations that would say, oh, you can only compete with us if you want to do our British finals and things like that. But then there, those sort of federations, um, attendance of competitors is just drastically rock bottomed when others were like, yeah, you can kind of compete with whoever the fuck you want. Um, no, it's no, no issues with us. So if you want to compete with us as well, that'd be great. And um, I think it's been brilliant for um, brilliant for the industry, brilliant for the athletes. Um, the, you know, the more shows on... Um, the better, the more opportunities for people to compete, the more they're more likely they are going to do it, opposed to being like there are less opportunities and those opportunities may perhaps been hundreds of people in that in that one show. So as I said, you know, if you if you are listening to this, um you're no doubt either in your first season or you're maybe a seasoned competitor, um maybe you've just done multiple shows and you're maybe wondering sort of when to wrap things up for the season. Um so Personally, myself, having done multiple shows in one season and having coached many athletes who have done the same, I think it's really important to recognise when the time comes where, like, no, nah, like, you're done or maybe perhaps where the time comes when, when you're not quite done. Um, and I think that starting off, you have always have an original plan of how long you'll diet for, exactly what shows... Uh, what regionals, what finals, etc. you'll do. Maybe you've planned two or three. Um, however, maybe when the time comes, um, once they're over, you know, you might still be left feeling kind of unsatisfied from that original plan. Maybe in those shows, you've been met with a bit of bad luck or simply uh, don't feel like you're done yet. You know, I put that in sort of parentheses. Once you're done, you're done and you'll, you'll know um, once you're, if you're a competitor and you've you've competed before, you'll be able to relate to this. Um, and once you're done, that's it. There's no hope of continuing. However, if you still still feel like you can keep going, um, and still have that kind of like bite between the teeth, I, I feel that there, and maybe in for another show, I feel like there should be a couple of things that you need to ask yourself. Of course, you're going to discuss that with um, with your coach first, but rather than just continue to compete for the sake of it, firstly ask yourself like right. Have have I achieved everything I have set to achieve? Now, at the start of your prep, that was maybe that you wanted to grab a top three placing in one of your shows, or maybe you wanted to win, or, or whatever it is. Now, if you've done this, you then think like, right, well, if those goals have uh, been ticked off, what would continuing really benefit me? Would it just be trophy hunting? Would it just be... Um, 
you know, getting placements for for the sake of it and spend a bit more money. Um, however, on the flip side of that, you maybe maybe you've done shows that you planned, and you know, unfortunately, you've been met with some really strong lineups, and you know, some girls or guys that show up are just absolutely stacked to compete for a while, and um, where they've trained for a while, and then when they decide to compete, they're they're just fucking, you know, they're very very special. Um, I can fully understand in that fit in that instance um want to go again maybe choosing a different federation a different set of judges um, could lead to a very different outcome you know if i give you an example uh pca first timer shows have been very busy this year and the regionals in between have been very quiet um so you've seen some girls maybe do uh first timers and not place and then they do a regional a couple weeks later and they they grab like you know top two just because maybe there wasn't as many competitors um, in that one or they do a different federation and they win so I, I think that's definitely the first thing to ask yourself if you're thinking about deviating from your original plan is have you ever you know have you achieved everything you set out to achieve if you have do you need to continue if you haven't I fully understand why you want to continue um, and not end end your season and then number two um, I think this is a really important one as well is can can you bring a better look to the next show and I think that that could arguably probably be your main question. Um, you maybe have got feedback and received from the judges that they thought that you, they say, actually, we want you to get a little, little bit leaner. You know, we want you to see your glute ham, glute ham tie come through a bit more, or get a bit more off the legs. Um, alternatively, like maybe your coach didn't get your peak quite right um, and you feel like you could have, um, you could trial doing something a little bit different. Uh, different, a bit of a different way to bring a bit more sort of dryness, hardness, um, the look, conditioning, etc., etc. So I get it that if you if you feel like you didn't perhaps get it right and you can you can improve and be better, I would hundred percent not end your season there. I'd keep going and I keep pushing and I keep fighting. However, you maybe have done two or three shows and you maybe feel like for the most part you got it right. You know, it was the best that you potentially could have looked. Um, and if that's the case, it might be time to call it a day. And it's sometimes hard when you know it's the best you could have looked and you know that's not quite good enough. Whether that, whether that quite good enough is not placing or whether it is coming third or or whatever it is, um, the, the last thing you kind of want to do is to go enter another show kind of hoping for a weaker lineup um, just so you get a placing. And that was kind of something that Actually, I actually had a chat with a um, with an athlete um, on the phone this week about their season, and um, we knew it was the last show. And like what she said was, she says, "I feel like I'm I'm hoping for a weaker lineup to do well when you know my goal is to to come back in say X amount of years time and just be competitive in any lineup." And I was like, "I fully agree," and it was re- it was really awesome to hear the athlete be so analytical of their physique and the season and whatnot um i was i was dead proud <laughs> i know that maybe doesn't sound that sounds strange but yeah dead dead proud to hear her say that um and know that when she comes back she'll be uh she will be competitive in any 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 sort of lineup and then i think lastly last question i'd ask is if um and this is i guess this relates to what i just said is even if you were to bring an improved package would it make a difference? So 
something to strongly consider. Like if your feedback has um, been that you just need more muscle mass, more muscle tone in the right areas, such as, right, you need more glutes, you need more chest, you need more delt. Um, you're not going to be able to do that in a dieting phase. You know, you'd be able to get leaner for sure. Um, but if it wasn't that, and the feedback was that you just need more mass or you're just getting beat from the rear and the glutes, the girls are bigger or, you know, the guys you're going against have bigger quads or bigger bigger chests or delts, then that's when you kind of need to know, like, right, we're just not quite good enough yet. You know that, yeah, okay, I can get leaner, but it's probably not going to make a difference if I go against the same sort of standard and the same sort of lineup. So again, that is something to consider when it comes to prolonging your season. And I'll get into why you you should maybe end it in, in, like, late in the podcast, but these are just things to ask yourself about, like, right, well, I've done three shows, I've spent X amount of money, um, I've put these sort of social events on hold, you know, obviously in prep you're totally fucked, so then your, your sort of, like, partners, your friends and that are kind of somewhat suffering. Like, am I going to continue to put them through that um, just for the sake of doing more shows if, if they maybe won't go uh, better, even if I come back better? Um, but it's just think it's really imperative um, to ask yourself those questions. But just before you deviate from your original plan, um, you know, you you maybe have, you've grabbed some placings in a British invite, um, but at the same time, being told actually you need a bit more muscle mass. So then, if if you were told that, then it might not be wise to have that break and then continue dieting for the finals. Instead, it might just be wise to enter an off season and to begin to make some huge improvements. However. If you are like right there, like, and you're achieving top placings at each show, um, if you've got the muscle and the feedback is maybe through your stage presence or confidence or whatever it is, um, then fucking hell, man, yeah, continue on, keep going with that, have that dietary break and then diet for the finals. Um, set your sights higher um, for those sort of more competitive shows, those bigger shows where you'd obviously achieve higher accolades. Um, so that's kind of what I think that you need to ask yourself if you want to continue or deviate from that original plan you've got. But I think that couple, one big thing that's not spoken about enough of, I think it is, it really is spoken about a bit more, I would say, in the female side of things, in the female um, competitive scene, but not so much in the guys' competitive scene. And I think that is mental health. And then what we'll do is we'll tie in sort of dietary-induced fatigue in that. But this is something that I think that you definitely need to... Um, Thing to think about before you extend your your season. If you didn't know by now, like comp prep is tremendously tough, like a tremendously tough mental battle at times, particularly if it's your first ever time. You know, you get consumed by it. Every aspect of every day is is done with your show in mind, with your uh, food in mind, with your cardio, your training. Everything revolves around you. It's incredibly selfish, but it can also take its toll on self worth, and it can massively increase your food focus. So. You may, like, when you're prepping, especially if it's your first time, you will constantly question yourself, look in the mirror. Um, although it's the best shape you've been in, you won't see it that way. You're too wrapped up in the moment. You know, one minute you could feel like, oh my God, I look fucking shredded. And then an hour later, you're like, oh my God, I'm so flat. An hour later, you're like, fucking hell, I'm so fat. And it can be this continuous cycle that uh, you just won't be able to wrap your head around until you've done it a few a few times and you know. Um, but what it can lead to in some people is a very negative body image or and this sort of feeling of never feeling good enough which may in itself lead to some self-sabotage um, and binging um, so if you notice sort of any of those signs of low self-worth 
really, really strong urge to binge and just sabotage, uh, self-sabotage, you know, be aware that's a red flag. Um, it's all well and good to be able to accept judges' feedback and know you need to improve or come in more conditions or, or whatever it is. But if you feel like you're continuously putting yourself down or to get leaner, you know, your food focus is massively through the roof and you just want to make, make you binge even more, it's maybe time to to pull the plug. In your first season, the food focus is going to be extremely high, extremely high towards the end of prep. And that's totally natural. I still remember how ridiculous it was at the end of my first season. But in your second and third season, this becomes so much more less. Like everyone that's competed two or three times will say how much easier their second and third prep was and that they didn't struggle near as much or they weren't even hungry. Um, but if you're in your first season, if you're starting to extend prep, that food focus and that hunger can can ramp up that, that sort of strong desire to to binge and it can often be brought on by stress um but could also simply be linked to just that struggling with with mental health i was actually having a a chat with an athlete um not my client over instagram um and they were just just speaking about how they've been dieting for so long um their coaches want to pull them down a bit more and they were just really struggling they don't feel like they didn't feel like they could do it and if they did do it they feel like they would they would binge and i was like you know, it's a, for me. I was that's a red flag. You know, you're kind of done. Um, she actually, she actually felt like there was too long of a, a gap until her next show, and that's why I encouraged her to do uh, another show in between to keep on on track uh, to do the the main one. And that was something that I had to do last year. Like I had, um, I was really struggling. And I messaged Cal, I was like, Cal, I just don't think I can make it through a weekend of not having something on like a show to get to the, the main one. Um, so I just did another regional, you know, down south. It was down in Exeter, I did it. Um, sometimes, you know, and that was that was me in my third season. So, you know, I, I understood that and that, that girl was in her third season as well. Um, but what I would say is that, like when you're staying at these levels of low body fat for a long time, it can really take its toll on our body. Um, and if you're smart, you'll notice these things, these signs that we spoke about and you maybe pull the plug sooner rather than later. But uh, if not, you could risk having like, because let's say if you're really struggling with food focus and you continue your prep, that's only going to get worse. It's not going to get any better. If you, you're struggling with low self-worth and, and mental health, that's only going to get worse. It's not going to get better as you continue to prep. Um, if anything, you know, you're know you going to create a poor relationship with food and a poor poor body image that as you start to then rebound and start to get a little bit softer and a bit more watery, like, if you're already feeling like low, low self-worth and body confidence, imagine how low that's going to be when you start to then look a little bit softer. When actually it's probably the best shape you've ever been in, you know, and even when you rebound, it's still the best shape you've been in for your adult life for a long time. Um, but this is this is what can happen with prep. But one thing I think we need to add on top of that is just that diet to induce fatigue that we've spoken about. It can really impact the final look, you know. You've maybe, you'll have seen this, right? You've been scrolling through Instagram, and um, you'll maybe have seen one competitor um, say that they, uh, on the day they didn't get the result they wanted and they're talking about how bad they felt they looked and that their body was just done, uh, it was overtired, it didn't respond. Um, now, of course, that athlete probably didn't look bad, um, but they maybe felt like they weren't quite as dry, full, hard, or in fact, they looked a little bit soft or watery. If that's the case, and it's simply that the body's been dieting for so long that the physique's just not responding, levels of cortisol are, are high, no matter what you do, you can't pull it down. Um, there's only so much stress that our bodies can cope before it just doesn't start to play ball. I mean, if that's the case and your body's just not responding in the manner that 
you know you would usually usually uh, see then that's where it's time to say like nah well it, we should probably pull the plug because what we what we usually do um you know the usual sort of load or water manipulation or whatever it is it's not having the same effect if anything it's getting worse so we should probably look to to back off the gas sooner or later like the only way if, that, if that's happening the only way to resolve that is to stop dieting increase your calories and increase levels of body fat it's it's really as simple as that never easy never easy um, to see the physique get worse when you're going through shows and you're expecting to get better um, but if you I think if you manage it right it can be done like I had four shows back to back last year and I got lighter and leaner for every single one and the last one was the hands down the best I look if I looked at photographs um, so I guess it's all about how you manage it the coaching that's involved um, how much you need to dig or, or not dig in between shows like I've had bikini girls do four, four uh, shows back to back no problem why because they're really I actually had a client uh, Chris do four shows four shows back to back we both said we'd never do it again because <laughs> we were totally fucked by it but it can be done and it can be managed really, really well um, if you don't manage it well it will be disastrous and you will look worse each week because I've seen some people say, oh you know you, you know you should never do this many shows back to back because then they say about they're getting worse and I'm like right well I've actually done it and I've had clients do it and we've looked better so it's about how it's managed during that process isn't it so um last but not least how how should you know when to end your end your season i think that it's important to remember that not everyone that's an online coach has the luxury of planning their day around when they train not everyone is uh not everyone that competes sorry is, is an online coach in fact there's actually quite a few people that uh, that compete that um that work nine to five or eight to six or whatever it is and they maybe have kids um, and you know having had a wee boy recently I can attest how difficult that would be to prep whilst doing a 9 to 5 and then trying to fit your training in around that um, and I've had the the um, the same conversation with two clients this year who um, just said they just didn't want to continue uh, with their prep because number one uh, they felt like they were really struggling with their work they felt like they couldn't get through a full day then number two, they were just like, I can't hack it anymore. You know, it's just so hard. I've done the one or two shows, but it's, you know, I can't manage shows three or four because um, it's just, you know, it's too hard with the wee man or, or the wee girl and, and they've wanted to just pull the plug. And um, in that instance, I think it was mostly down to their job, uh, their work being very sort of manual labour intensive. And uh, they just didn't have the energy to get through uh, each, you know, each day, each working day. And it was perfecting their performance at work. That was slipping. That was being noticed by the manager. And it's at that point where you kind of need to like hold your hands up and realise like, right, there's actually far more important things in this world than a bodybuilding show. Um, and that, that bodybuilding show, your prep doesn't pay your bills. Um, it doesn't do anything for you apart from like, it's, it's your hobby. And your hobby is impacting maybe perhaps your your work, your income, the income that then provides for your family, etc, etc. So in that instance, when I chatted to those guys, it was like a no-brainer to say like, right, we're, we're pulling out of shows, we're no longer continuing Um you know, you, if your job requires an intense manual labour or really high levels of concentration for a few hours, you may, be able, may you might be able to last for so long during prep, but there'll come a point where you'll just maybe need to call it a day, like, and it'll just be like one day where you'll just be like, fuck this, you know, you'll maybe you'll, and it'll, you'll only feel like that once you've done a couple of shows and maybe you've achieved a result. I feel like if you haven't achieved a result, you maybe won't feel like that until you have done, but then there comes a strong, strong voice 
in your brain that goes, well, fuck, you've, you've, you've done this, you've done that, why are you fucking continue to do this to yourself? And then that's where you can kind of go, right, you know, box to this. Um, however, <laughs> if you're an online coach like myself, you may be able to just be able to plow along. Because, like, I just got to sit in front of this laptop. I've been sitting in front of this laptop since, you know, half six this morning, and that's this is now about four and a half, five hours later. Um, I've had, had one break to eat. And I, when I was prepping, I could sit here and be totally fucked and just have to do my steps and my cardio and my training in between. And then when I was on voice notes or messages, yeah, I'd have a bit of energy, but in between I could be totally fucked and it would be it would be absolutely fine. Um, but I also think that if uh, one thing you need to take into consideration is just the effect that prep can have, the strain it can have on your relationship with your partner. Um, we know that prep is incredibly selfish and really without the support of loved ones, um, it just simply wouldn't be possible. And it's not everyone that has a really supportive partner. Some people can have a partner that's just like, look, just get it done and we'll be fine after you've, you've done you've done it. Um, I just need. To, I just think that like, if you find your relationship is worsening due to the extended time of prep, the, you know, you're extending your season, uh, you know, your partner's maybe thought, oh, you'll be done by uh, the end of May. And it turns out you've tried, you've planned to be like, oh, well, naturally, I'm going to go to the end of June or end of July. That your partner would be like, what? I've got to go through another eight, ten weeks of you being, like, not holding my hand or not not giving us a kiss or not being close or anything like that. And, and that maybe really affect their mental health and how they feel about themselves. So that's when, like, you need to kind of, like, th- these are all things that you need to take into consideration when having a prep. Like, I know last year, um, when I said to my wife, I was like, look, I, I really need something to do in between. Would you mind if I just go down south and do the show? She was like, yeah, go do it. Really, really supportive. And I just remember uh, my final two weeks of prep, I had uh, the two of those British finals and a FitEx show. Um, I remember, so she was pregnant at the time with her son, and I remember just seeing her, how physically she was struggling. And I was like, man, I I should probably be done by now. You know, like, uh, I should probably just, just end this. Um, and it was, you know, she encouraged me to keep going. But um, not everyone's partner is as supportive as that. <laughs> I decided then that I would never prep, never prep again when she was pregnant um, out of fairness. Because just in that third trimester, just seeing her struggle when she was walking and stuff like that, I thought, right, I, I, should, I, should, be, I should be myself again. Because, you know, when I'm prepping, I kind of go a little bit little bit hollow, emotionless, um, and robot, robot-like, as many people do. Um, so that's definitely something that I, like for me, I was like, right, there's no way I was doing any more shows. I was like, no, this is, this is me done here. So I, I guess that's my two cents on uh, if you should, should extend your season or not. And it's actually, it's not as easy a decision as just fuck it, yeah, I'm going to do it, is it? I mean, it can be. Like, listen, if you're, if you're single um, and you're an online coach or you're in a job where you, you know you don't need to concentrate much, you work from home and you work behind a laptop. Fine, do as many fucking shows as you want. Um, however, the majority of people have other relationships: partners, wives, husbands, boyfriends, girlfriends, etc., etc. These are all things that you need to take into consideration: is their feelings, their thoughts. Have a discussion with them. Before, do that first <laughs> see what they think then have a discussion with your coach before that discussion with your coach start asking yourself all these questions if your coach is good they're probably going to have a recommendation of what they think and what they suggest and what their option would be 
However, I don't feel it's the coach's, it's never the coach's decision. I always feel like with my athletes, there needs to be some input. So, give you an example. Um, I have a client who um doing a show this weekend and uh, he had said he wanted to do an extra class and he was like, what What would you suggest? And I, I suggested a, a, a specific class. The first time was bodybuilding, I think it was. Uh, I said, you can do that or you can do um, first time classic physique. Um, I'd suggest the first time was bodybuilding because you already signed up for another two classes in classic physique. But what do you want to do? And he's like, oh yeah, cool, I'll do a first time was bodybuilding. You know what I mean? So it's always saying, well, this is what I suggest, but actually, what do you want to do? Um, or if it's an athlete who wants to do another show, they maybe say, hey, I'm not done yet. Um, I want to keep going. What do you think? I'll say, yeah, okay, we can keep going. You've got a good package. I think we could get you know a bit more success, a bit more placings and whatnot. They might say, okay, I'm thinking of this show. And I might say, I might say okay, but well, what about this show? Or, all oh, right, you know what I mean? A little bit of back and forth, speaking about it, jump on call, Zoom, whatever it is, um, chat back and forth, come up with a plan, and then just execute it. So I'm actually, I've actually got two clients competing this weekend at the Two Bros show, which is actually on the same day as the universe. So I think it's a, I think it's a bit of a quieter show, but yeah, really excited for the athletes that I've got competing in that. Um, keep your eye out, eyes out on Instagram um, to see how they do. And I'm sure I'll probably be chatting about it in next week's podcast. So uh, I, I won't be at that show. Uh, the next show I will be at will more than likely be uh, next month, I think, in June. Um, but remember, with the shows I'm at, as I said, please, you know, it's been great to see the shows I've been at. People come and say hi and be like, oh man, I listen to your podcast. I just want to come and say hi. I'm like, it's funny because like when people say that, I often like, I'm like, oh yeah, I do that. Because I, I post these, these episodes that I just kind of forget. I forget about it until the next week or unless someone comes on an inquiry call and they're like that, oh yeah, I let, you know, I've found out about you and I want your coaching because I've, I've I listened to your podcast. I forget I do this. Um, but it's great to hear people say they listen to it and then, they're like, oh, I listened to that episode and it helped me and I did this with my clients or I did that and it helped me with my training or whatnot. It's it's amazing to hear those stories and it's why I do what I do. I got a really nice message from someone a couple of weeks ago that listened to um, sort of the post-show one that I did um, and she said it really helped her and I was, yeah, it just made my heart full of joy. Um, you know, it gives me a bit of fulfillment doing this. So yeah, guys, um, please do let me know and remember that wherever you are, whatever you do, give it the beans.